BFF.FM is an award-winning community radio station coming to you 24-7 from the heart of San Francisco. I love BFF.FM because of what it represents, you know, a uniting of the local music community. The diversity of shows is way more fun than any kind of commercial radio you might find. Become a monthly donor and you'll be connected to a cool community of music lovers helping us build strong community radio for San Francisco. Our besties. I get to go to these cool bestie bashes and I get to have a sweet members only pin and I get to feel like I'm contributing to the community. Join us at bff.fm slash donate. BFF.fm streaming with my besties. Welcome to the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Goth, new wave, synth pop, and industrial music with guest DJs, interviews, ticket giveaways, and news from the scene every Tuesday from 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. Pacific Time on BFF.FM. Now here's your host, Owen. Ready or not, here I come. This is the Hanging Garden Radio Show. This is BFF.FM Best Free Quinn Forever. Oh, yes. And you know what I'm going to tell you because I tell you this every week these days. We are not coming to you from was a little pitchy atop the tower peter murphy we are not in the kevin key studio we are not in the al jorgensen studio we are not on john water street in san francisco because we are we are we are we are we are at my house uh -huh. <laughs> yep <laughs> right here sitting where i've sat for the last two years talking to you oh man you know, at, at, at this point, <laughs> at this point, we would need a divorce if you moved out. You know, it, it all started so fast with the end of the world, but then the wor we're, we're actually beyond the end of the world. You know, it, it's we are post-apocalyptic now. They made so many movies about this, and yet it's not at all like I saw in really bad movies in the 80s. Uh, the, only, the only thing is, well, I mean... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. You know, people take a lot of weird vitamins and stuff. So uh, you could argue that all all certain people's meals come in pill form. So we are beyond the year 2000, thousand, thousand, whatever. Anyway, I'm rambling. And instead of rambling, I'd rather just talk to our visitor today all the way from England. It is, I swear to God, I've been looking forward to this. It is Max the front person from the legendary death rock band Ausgang. Can you hear me, Max? I can indeed, yeah, and thank you for that wonderful intro. Oh, <laughs> absolutely my pleasure. 
Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big ball of energy, but I'm a little confused because I'm barely awake. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm just starting to uh, wind down. You're just starting to wind up. And that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, but uh, thank you so much for uh, introducing uh, me to your show and, uh, and inviting me to uh, join you. It's just uh, an honor. Thank you. It is my honor. Uh, you have been making music that has been moving feet on the floor and moving souls everywhere else for, Jesus, 40 years? <laughs> More? Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> that makes you feel real old. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Although, that's actually something I would love to pick your brain about is, you know, what you've seen over over the course of your, your life and your career in dark music because sure. you've really been there since the beginning yeah i mean um i mean certainly i've always had a love of music ever since i was a kid you know i grew up in the uh you know i was born in 1960 so when i got into the 70s i was very much into uh, glam rock bowie um uh, roxy music uh, t-rex and like a lot of other people of my generation, that kind well, if you were, if you had a certain kind of appreciation of a certain kind of music, that sort of organically uh, morphed into joining in the whole punk rock revolution. Uh, and I was, you know, I was 16 in 1976, so right place, right time. Um, and that punk rock was was very much the deciding factor in me actually becoming involved in music and forming my first punk rock band but you know that whole punk scene that very very early punk scene just like in new york city and other other places in america kind of very before it became something else before it organically morphed into something else and certainly the whole post-punk movement the uh the goth movement you know, I, I was just kind of going with the flow, if you like, and, and that's how our gang formed, very much into that um, post-punk stroke goth uh, scene. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I feel very... I mean, you know, I love the music scene now. I love new music. I'm, I'm constantly uh, listening to new stuff, but, man, yeah, I really feel lucky to have uh, been around in that, that that punk stroke goth scene when it was formulating it's very very cool oh man yeah i i really want to pick your brain about this uh i i think we should begin with your music and then come back to to all of this and of course to to Ausgang itself and and all of that would you be all right with that sure yeah absolutely yeah how about we start with the song wait great do you want you want to tell us a little bit about it so that we we know what we're listening to before we we hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, when we were signed to Criminal Damage Records, that was our first record label. The first twelve-inch single that uh, they put out for us was called "The Teachings of Web." It had four tracks. Uh, Wait was the lead track, uh, and that, that's what I think it, it's the song that most people uh, uh, know us by. Uh, there was also a, a, a very cheaply made but nevertheless quite striking video that went along with it um and in terms of what the song's about it's uh, <laughs> uh me 
Uh, I mean, when, in all my songs, I, keep, I, I either draw from a life experience or I adopt a character. I mean, this particular uh, instance, I am drawing from a life experience of being in a very, very toxic relationship and, um, you know, this weight, the weight of that toxic relationship is just dragging me down. And am I going to make it to the other end? Well, you just have to listen to the song to find out. <laughs> Brilliantly put. I love this. Oh, you're going to be fun. All right. Well, in, <laughs> in just a minute, we are going to have lots of music, lots of requests, plenty of time and music with our guest tonight, Ausgang. We are also going to head out to Southeast Virginia with DJs Little Rose and Astral Eyes from The Witching Hour. That club is fun. There is so much going on around town. We have a hell of a calendar for you in the nightlife news. So much. But right now, we're going to kick it off right here with our guest today, Ausgang, and the song Wait on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. My name is Owen. You are with BFF.FM. And all of that is coming to you right now! Style. Hands about 
Garden Radio Show, BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. But you knew I was going to tell you that. Oh, man. My name is Owen. I don't know if I told you that, but <laughs> it's important I do, I guess. That last song, Chinese Black, that is by The Neon Judgment. That was a request out of Florida. Thank you for that, because I really like that song. Prior to that one... For someone in Seattle, off the new VR Sex album, End Vision. Uh, I believe VR Sex are loosely related to Drab Majesty. When you listen to it, you can kind of tell. Um, if you're not familiar with them, you should be. They're really good. Uh, before that one, Black Rose Burning, a Hanging Garden veteran, by the way. The Under Twin Suns, that was for someone in Nevada. Previous to that one, La Maldad by She Passed Away. 
That was a suggestion from Utah, and we opened that set with the song Wait, just so to be clear, W-E-I-G-H-T, not not what you do when time is passing, but what what you gain when time is passing. Uh, the song Wait by, by Ouse Gang, our guest today on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Max, you still with me? I am indeed, yeah. Oh, thank Enjoying God. it immensely. <laughs> Actually, so am I. <laughs> Oh man! Yay! So, I, I, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Ausgang has was putting out music in the very, very early days of of what we now think of as goth music. We didn't even call it then, or call it that then. Yeah. I mean, you were uh, com- contemporaries with bands like you know, uh, uh, Sex Gang Children, and you were, I think, before. Uh, uh, specimen, you would have been contemporaries with like Virgin Prunes. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. what was it like to be around? W- were you based in London at that time? No, we weren't. We were actually uh, approximately 100 miles north of London in a, the, the UK's second largest city called Birmingham. Um, and uh, we felt quite isolated at the time and so did other bands too because this was pre-internet right so you know we we honestly felt that we were the only band that looked like us and we're the only band that sounded like us and then occasionally you know we'd um we'd bump into a band on the same bill or a band was supporting us or we were supporting them and it was like oh my god you come from london you come from uh bradford you come from leeds you, there's a similar vibe here. So suddenly we felt like we were part of, and I'm using the word scene in inverted commas, uh, because <laughs> we, didn't actually, we didn't actually think of us as being any kind of scene. It, although, if you, had to, if, you, if you had to push us to say, hey, no, you must have been some, in, in some kind of scene, it would have been punk rock. We honestly felt that we were still punk rockers or at least post-punk rockers we were in a band and it was like the early 80s so we'd come out of that punk rock scene but as soon as we uh, met people uh, involved in bands like Sex Gang Children of Specimen, Alien Sex Feed, not only did we play with these guys we suddenly realized there were other people looking sounding a little similar to what we were doing so even though, as you just mentioned, really there was no term at that time goth or gothic. Uh, and at first, when we did hear for the very first time um, though those words being used uh, to describe what we were doing, we were a little hesitant to get involved. But then we thought, do you know what? It's okay. If it's going to bring a whole bunch of people together, fans and bands alike, then so be it. You know, if we've got some kind of common ground here, it doesn't, who cares what it's called? You know, uh, we're just doing our thing. So it was a very, very exciting time. It was great. So did you feel like it, you were expanding on punk rock? Like, like, I mean, what I tell people when and this anybody that's a lifer goth has gotten this question what is gothic anyway uh like i'm always like i don't have several days to answer this uh but (laughs) what i what i i tell people at least when it comes to death rock is that it was uh an, an evolution of of english punk although it was obviously done in other places uh most notably in los angeles uh and um 
and that what and I'm I'm asking you to correct me here. So this is my hypothesis. Okay. So please like fill in or correct it. What I tell people is uh -huh. that you know punk was supposed to be anti-commercial at least you know by a year or so after it really became popular. And the problem was that over in Britain, it was what we would think of in the U.S. as, you know, something that they were selling in the mall. Uh, you know, you guys <laughs> refer to it as, as a high street thing. But, like, you know, it was this thing that was getting, you know, mainstream radio play. People were using it as, <laughs> as fashion, but not so much as politics. And there were reactions to that. One of the reactions was hardcore. That was more overtly political and, and less mm -hmm. commercial. And another one of the reactions was an artsier, but far less commercial version of it. You know, people who would, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking of Virgin Prunes here, people that write songs that, or, mm -hmm. or Christian death about like, you know, you know, doing terrible things to babies or, you know, mm -hmm. going to hell or whatever. And, and, you know, wear clothes that had expletives uh, written on them and things so that they couldn't be on TV, so they couldn't be commercialized. Yeah. Is is that mm. is that accurate? How did you experience the transformation from early English punk into death rock? Yeah, it's interesting. I think you you you, you described that perfectly, Owen. Uh, that is exactly what happened. It, it's really interesting that um, uh, even though I was involved in uh, you know the UK early punk rock scene as a fan and then uh, as a performer um, so much uh, of what I was into came out of New York City uh, and, and sometimes I didn't realize this until much later on but a lot of what I was experiencing in the UK was being influenced by uh, what I would call American punk rock i.e. you know the kind of the the mid 70s um, and so a lot of that stuff, I think, was very, very anti-commercial. And certainly the very, very short period that British punk rock was uh, anti-commercial, um, you know, it was very, very vibrant. It was absolutely, you know, I, I, I lived and died for these bands, um, but it didn't last long. And as you quite rightly said, you know, suddenly uh, there was another version of punk rock that was a little more diluted that some people referred to as new wave. I didn't actually mind that or post-punk. Um, but out of that came uh, my, uh, and again in, in inverted commas, generation of uh, being in a band whereby uh, we didn't want to, we wanted to go back to that kind of punk rock DIY, that anti-commercialism but it wasn't going to sound like those early bands. It was going to sound like something else. And what that something else was, um, I mean, and this is a bit of a cliche, came out of the art schools. Uh, certainly I came out of our art school. And so we were, you know, Kabuki, which eventually became our gang, were very much an arty band. You know, we were trying to do something else with the rock and roll format, pick it apart. Uh, playing around with uh, different time signatures. Luckily, we had a, a classically trained musician, i.e. Matthew, our guitarist, who could quite comfortably mess around with uh, time signatures. Uh, and so then it became very, very arty. In our case, I mean, you know, I can't speak for any other bands, but in our case, Kabuki's case, it became a little too arty. And then we decided to 
cut off the dead wood, as it were, and strip it back down to not not a punk rock sound once again. We'd all, we'd gone past that point, but something that was a little darker, a little grittier, a little grinding. And certainly the bands that we were taking uh, as an influence in those days were bands like, or I, I'll actually pin it down to one band, Birthday Party. Oh, Man, yes. Did it, you know? So that was really our jumping off point, as well as, as uh, you know, uh, uh, some other influences as well. But if you had to choose one band that would really felt an affinity with, it was Birthday Party. Did you ever actually meet them, Nick Cave, any of that? Not meet them, but saw them many times, and man, they just blew me away. And, you know, I have to say, I, you know, some of my vocal, my early vocal, um, uh, you know, mannerisms and posturing, you know, <laughs> it was obvious where I'd lifted those from, but that was perfectly fine, you know. So we, everybody's got to start somewhere, and then you find your own voice, you'll find your own feet. Um, but certainly, you know, there, there were other bands, like I say, but man, they were a big deal to us. If, if I may ask then, I mean, Ausgang kind of ended at, at one point, and here you are mm -hmm. again. Um, yeah. What happened at, that it ended, and what happened that it started again? Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm as surprised as anybody else. Um, we ended in 1987 because... I don't know, it just ran its natural course. Um, from a personal perspective, I felt that I was losing my mojo with my songwriting. Um, uh, I, I was trying my hand at, at, at kind of commenting on, uh, you know, kind of current affairs, and it didn't really sit well with me, and I didn't really feel comfortable with this. I just wanted to write, write about, and I know this is going to sound trite and a bit uh, basic, but sex, drugs, rock and roll, and motorcycles. Yeah, and love, but in a twisted, uh, in a twisted way. And when I tried to kind of stretch my wings out, I, I don't know, it wasn't working for me. And also, we didn't have a record label, we didn't have any money. It would just slowly grind into a, to a halt. So we just thought, you know what? Let's just knock this on the head uh, ourselves be before somebody else does. Then there was a big, big gap. And unbeknownst to us, uh, early house gang uh, music uh had, had had been influencing a number of younger goth punk bands uh and when uh cherry red records got in touch and said look i don't know if you know but uh you know there's there's a rumbling of interest in our gang again how about we put out a best of and that was the last exit uh compilation album and that's what kicked it all off again in fact we had no um intention of reforming but when that album came out we had a number of promoters from uh, festivals abroad saying oh housegang you've reformed do you want to play this festival and we just thought well why not <laughs> and so that, that that's what kicked it off that must have again. been crazy you know like after well, decades yeah. you just decide like hey how's how's it how you doing like we're all we're all old now but like we still have the energy uh, that we had when we were 20, and everybody loves us the same as they did when we were 20. Like, I mean, that yeah. must be just crazy going back into being in a band, especially a band like this, um, <clears throat> after a lifetime of doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and I have to say, out of um, the four of us uh, at the time, well, we had to uh, we had to find a new drummer because uh, the original drummer, I, you know, I, I don't know what happened to him. It's a it's a mystery, and I wish I did. But anyway, uh, the four of uh, out of the four of us, I was the one that was hesitant. I was the one that said. I don't know about this, guys. I mean, you know, why don't we just leave it to, you know, younger bands, let them do their thing. Uh, the other three were like, oh, come on, Max, let's do this. Let's have some fun. We might, it might only be for six months. Let's just give it a whirl. And I was talked into it. We played a, a, a festival in Munster in Germany. We headlined a festival and it was just insane. These kids were just going crazy and just making us feel like we you know we'd made something back in the day that had lasted way longer than we thought it was going to last and it was so humbling it was just gorgeous and we just couldn't help ourselves we just wanted to carry on wow uh i again i could talk to you forever i want to get back to the music because that's ultimately what sure. this is all about um, I thought maybe we could play the song You've Got the Hots for Christ <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of name that I just I, I gotta say like that um, Tell that That's also an early Ausgang song uh, That's one of the songs I really like dancing to at Death Rock Nights Tell me a little bit about mm -hmm. that if you would Sure um, uh, Basically that uh, we've got a new record label by that point uh, FM Revolver, we got a new bass player, Stu, and uh, it was one of those songs I was, I really wanted to kind of write a song that was uh, anti-religion. I'm a, you know, card-carrying atheist, and um, uh, in my humble opinion, you know, religion has caused more uh, suffering and harm uh, than anything else on this planet. And I just wanted to kind of uh, put over the sense of hypocrisy that I see in organized religion. And um, uh, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what came out of it. And I love the fact that it's a dance floor filler. I just, you know, it was one of those songs, it was one of those songs, like all our songs, we, we never thought, oh, you know, we want to make this kind of song or, uh, you know, how much, how, how much life has this song got? It was just very much every song we made was in the moment. And so it completely knocks me out in a good way that this is still um, a dance floor favorite. Fantastic. It's a live favorite, too. That must be strange. That must be strange for you to to have these songs that to you are are I don't know, like, uh, just not for the dance floor, and then suddenly people are dancing to them. Like, mm -hmm. that must be so weird. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when we often went out of our way to make it tricky for people to dance to our music. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've mentioned that Matthew, our guitarist, uh, classically trained, knows how to mess around with time signatures, uh, and so consequently, you, you'd be kind of grooving away to a 4-4 four, four beat and then suddenly a huge spanner is thrown into the works and people are tripping over their own feet and we were like, yes, we love this. But So we never made it easy for ourselves, which I kind of like in a perverted way, really. The Dave Brubeck of Death Rock. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to take five here uh, and uh, yeah, let's do it. 
Let's uh, let's hear "Hots for Christ" by our guest today, cool. Ausgang. Can you stick around a little longer? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Max. In a, just a moment, we are going to head to Southeast Virginia with DJs Astralize and Little Rose from the Williamsburg scene. We've got more songs, more requests, more music, more everything. Great nightlife news calendar. More me, Owen, and all of that right here on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. BFF.FM. Right now, though, it's Ausgang. You've got the hots for Christ.
Oh, yeah. Hanging Garden Radio Show. BFF.FM. Best frequencies for ever. My name is Owen, but you already knew that. And you are with BFF.FM. What you might not know is that that last song was called Phoenix. It is the Mildreda remix by Solitary Experiments. Great track. Did not come from me, unfortunately. But we're going to get back to that in a moment. Prior to that one... The classic window pane by Coil. That was a request out of New York, and we opened that set with our guest today, Ausgang, and the song Hots for Christ. But going back to that really awesome Solitary Experiments song, as I indicated prior, that was not from me. I wish it was. Uh, that was actually from our other guests tonight, all the way from the Tidewater of Virginia. It's DJ's Little Rose and Astral Eyes. Can you guys hear me okay? Hi, Owen. Yes, we can. How are you, Owen? I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> life is good. How is life in, in, in the Williamsburg area? Oh, it's fantastic. Weather's great. Yeah, it's it's going good for me too. I I don't live quite in Williamsburg anymore, but it is country and summer and hot and humid. I'm sure you're missing all yeah. of it over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, uh, and to be clear, DJ Astral Eyes, you are the lower pitched voice, and DJ Little Rose, you are the higher pitched voice. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> And you guys are associated with an event in the Williamsburg area that's called the Witching Hour. I have played there myself a couple of times. It's really yeah. fun. Um, we always love having you. I I like being there. Um, tell me a little bit about the Witching Hour and 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 like I know that the the club is in a state of transition right now. What's going on with everything? Mikey, you want a ticket? Yeah. Well. Um, Witching Hour has been kind of colonized um, collective for several years now. And, Five. Um, Five years. Right now, we are going on more of a virtual kind of event just to keep the name going and to just kind of keep some sort of audience. Um, but we are currently in the process of planning events for early next year. That is currently what we're working on. I'm um, just collaborating for maybe once a quarter or once every six months, just a kind of a large scale, um, more inclusive event. Um, we aren't exactly living close to each other anymore. So it's something that we can definitely get together and put a lot of effort into and plan. Right. Something a little more on, I guess, a grand scale or something with, you know, some bands, um, just a, a larger event. And as always, we like to provide like a, a visual jockey. Um, people can, you know, shadow dance, and um, there's always, you know, candles and candelabras and a great ambiance. It's very dark and spooky in there. It really is too. And so, <laughs> like, because you guys are are right there in Virginia, you know, the the thing that strikes me about that that part of the country with the dark music scene you have all these cities that are like an hour or two apart 
And yeah. instead of them being like, oh yeah, occasionally somebody will go here for a show or whatever, it's almost like here in Northern California where people will just go all over the place. Like, you know, when, when I'm at an event in San Francisco, uh, there will be people from Sacramento and from Santa Cruz and from the, the whole Northern California area. And, and that's, that's just true across the region here. And I don't live in Virginia, but from what I saw as an outsider, that's true across an enormous territory of of Richmond and Norfolk and Williamsburg and Washington and Baltimore and Charlottesville. Like all of you guys seem to be one community that's been split up over hundreds of miles. Is that is that right? Yeah, it's very support. We're all very supportive of each other and each other's nights. And, you know, each it seems to me, and this is really what we love to do is be a bridge to the community. I feel that most, if not all of these um, goth nights are bridges to, the, to each other. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a beautiful it's, image. It's lovely. It's lovely. And, and so, yeah, like, I mean... While you're while you're kind of transitioning the witching hour, um, I know that that you guys are also involved with other events in the area and stuff. You're in Southeast Virginia. Uh, do you do you know some events in like the Norfolk Hampton Roads area that people would want to check out in the region as well, or and maybe that you we can find you at sometimes. Yeah. So. Well, Fallout, of course, in Richmond, and then there's the Goth Night at 37th and Zen in Norfolk, and there's a new one that popped up called Vamp in Norfolk, um, Slow Dive Gallery. Um, there's Beyond the Crypt in Roanoke. There's Vanguard in D.C. There's a Wilmington Goth Night. It's in it's in Wilmington, North Carolina. So you're going a little bit more south there, but um, he. The owner of that one is a community member of like Fallout and um, and and pops into you know had popped into you know our events as well. So it's still a link. It's really something, you know, like just yeah. he- hearing all these these cities, all you know, like oh yeah, that that's over here and that's over there. I mean, this would be inconceivable in most parts of the country. Uh, how how just the community can be so tight-knit over such a distance. Right. Do you have any idea how this happened? Because I am impressed. I think that just these group of people in general, there's a lot of good-natured people um, who are really um, genuinely interested in keeping the scene alive and making it about, you know, the community and not about an individual person. There's, it's not competitive. So it does, at least not from my perspective, um, and it it just seems like a very lovely um, group to be part of. Yeah, around here in Northern California, again, this is an oversimplification because we have so many things going on around here, as as you as we, you will see shortly in the nightlife news. Um, but like, I like to say it's kind of like an office building where you know everybody kind of has their own department of expertise and their their individual 
floor where they all work with certain people more often but it's like everybody goes all over the place it's like you know oh 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 owen yeah like that's our kind of go-to like ethereal person he's on six um but like he works on eight and twelve at a lot of the events that go on on those floors and you know and it's like it's like everybody kind of works together for the company and and even if they have their own department and and usual co-workers and the company is the entire community in in my example it that that's how it feels to me yeah is it like that for you I guys i i definitely think so you get more yeah. of a here it's not as um, it's more of just industrial and things that are not industrial. It's not quite as um, compartmentalized, I suppose. Um, industrial or not industrial. Check the box. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I like um, that. But you definitely have a good variety of old and new, which is great. Um, I know that some nights are just some um, events are doing like new music nights and um there's, there's actually a lot of resurgence and a lot of newer artists and people really eager to hear new things which is always great um so i feel like the scene is is very healthy um in this area and seems to be thriving and yeah. it's nice too because you see a lot of new faces so that's keeping the scene alive that's actually worth worth asking you being that you are in the tidewater which for people that are, are not familiar with the geography of virginia that's that that southeast corner there where the the chesapeake bay that's that big watery thing that separates most of virginia <laughs> and maryland from from the yeah. other piece that looks like it's out to sea uh with delaware <laughs> and all that um, it, it's it's where the Chesapeake Bay meets the ocean, and it the North Carolina line is just south of there. It, it's it, and the thing about the the Hampton Roads Tidewater area, like the two things that stand out to me as an outsider are the number of military people that get posted there, which I, I'm going to come back to in a second, and the history that you've had uh, European colonization in that area i mean obviously people long before that but european colonization in that area for 400 years and a lot of those buildings still stand in and williamsburg of course is is particularly famous for that so like you're doing a goth night the the nights that i have been to at the witching hour specifically you know we're full of candelabras and and all all the most beautiful stuff and you know you go outside and there's these 400 year old colonial houses i mean it kind of <laughs> it kind of all goes together and i can't be the first person to, to be like oh williamsburg virginia that's got to be the best place for a goth club i mean except for maybe oh, yeah. salem mass right well, yeah, there's a lot of hauntings for sure. <laughs> like, do people come out to Williamsburg for for gothic reasons? <laughs> there's definitely, I mean, people love the supernatural stuff, and I mean, all the history. Um, there's a lot of that stuff out there um, for sure. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a pretty big following with that, and um, you have a lot of um, younger crowds coming to William and Mary, like university and stuff. So you get a lot of. Um, diversity because Williamsburg's full of old people that are retiring and then full of a bunch of younger people going to school and all those stuff. So it's kind of like a college town and it's kind of like people retiring at the same time. Yeah. And um, so it's a very precise suppose. 
And and the other yeah. the other thing I, I wanted to, to get back to, the military presence, I mean, that's people from all over the country and they, they may not be there for the, for their lifetime. You know, they, they just got there. They're going to be there for a matter of months, maybe, maybe a year. Uh, and then they're going to be replaced by other people. How does that mm-hmm. impact the goth scene where you're at? Um, I think that really was crucial to a lot of the success in like the Norfolk area because that's a big naval base. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we made a lot of friends there, and then you know, four or five years later, they were off um, on another deployment or off somewhere else. But that definitely helped the nightlife there because you're always getting fresh people looking for something to do. Yeah. Um, with different tastes and different, you know, they're well traveled. I think um, you're hitting so the head. Up, very it, crucial. You're hitting it right on the head yeah. there, like because the well traveled part—they're coming from some other place, and so you know, one of the the one of the things I really love about this particular part of the Hanging Garden radio show, where we go to different cities, is that we get to actually get the the feel of what what it's like there a bit because you know every, the people that come on show us music that you might hear in those particular towns and so you know if you listen to this show a lot you know that can be pretty different from from city to city week to week and and so if you've got people who are coming in from other places that's got to bring a lot of very new ideas about what music sure? should be played how people will dance at the club you know there's always somebody new to meet because there's all these new yeah. people like is it like that um i would i would definitely say so yeah from time to time for sure that's so cool. And and speaking of this, DJ's Astralize and Little Rose, uh, the music that you guys played, um, DJ DJ Little Rose, you personally, you were the one that picked the Solitary Experiment song Phoenix. That's the Mildreda remix. Great band uh, with a great band remixing. Tell me, what is it about about that particular track that that grabbed you for us? Um, I'm. It's- like the electronics on top of it just um i don't know um the melody and sound just you know captivated me and just enjoy it and it it feels good it's, you know it's a feel-good song to me it really is too and yeah and it's, it's almost you know like like the the title track title of the song is phoenix so it's you know like the, the rising of and um there's there's probably some, you know, nature of spirituality, you know, reach to it somewhere, perhaps. But um, it's it's a danceable tune. It, it is one of those songs that kind of picks up your ass and shakes it for you on the dance floor, isn't it? <laughs> and DJ Astralize, you have a song by Sirsku. For people that that don't know, that is spelled S R S Q. Who I am a big fan of her. You picked the song Saved for Summer for us. Um, what what made you choose that one? Uh, it was just a song that really, um, we had a lot of music come out, um, you know, this past spring and summer, and it just really stood out to me. Um, I think that for that artist, it's like she's really stepping out of her comfort zone with that style. It's very upbeat and just different from what she's done before. And I just, it has a lot of energy to it. Like, it's just, I love listening to it. She's so intense. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, I can listen to it all day long. Um, 
so I mean it just really stood out um, stood out as a favorite song of mine over the years so you, you, well you could do a lot worse um, well cool uh, before I let you guys go how do we find you yeah. and, and follow you Astralize Little Rose how do we find and follow the witching hour where are you guys at um, well for the virtual vault the Witching Hour Virtual Vault is um, the next one online live uh, DJ feed will be on August 19th from 8pm to 10pm Eastern Standard Time. That's this Friday. And it's gonna, yes. Um, and it's going to be Facebook um, forward slash DJ Little Rose dot The Witching Hour LLC. And that's the link you go to to watch it virtually and participate in the chat and I'll take requests or will take requests um, and the Witching Hour LLC has its own page um, but if you want to see or participate and see um, in the virtual vault that would be the link to go to and I, I you, what what time again is the, the virtual Witching Hour this Friday? 8 to 10 so that's actually that's 5 uh, yeah that's 5 to 7pm yeah. where I live Pacific right. time so I mean, hell! I mean, even at, even from eight to ten, you could be listening to that or watching that on your way to an in-person event, and and exactly, and that's why exactly why I structured it that way is so that way it wouldn't compete with another event. So people could actually go to something in live in person if they wanted to. Yeah, you know, it's a Friday, it's a Friday night, you know. So that's a great idea. Not, not everybody wants to go out, and some people want to turn in early, and it's just an option. Um, and it's a lot of fun and it's interactive. And uh, do you guys uh, astralize and, and and little Rose, do you have any particular uh, stuff you'd like people to follow you personally on? Um, my page for would be Facebook um, DJ Little Rose. It's the same link. So that would be that's my DJ Little Rose. Um, Facebook page. So the link for the virtual vault is where I'm going to do the live event. So that's the link to get to my my page. So that would be the one. And I just go through the witching hours. So um, anyone that wanted to reach out or anything like that, I would be contacted yeah. there pretty easily. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, <laughs> DJs Astralize and Little Rose. And thanks for... Thank you, for, Owen. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, for... Thank you, Owen, for having us. Believe me, it's my pleasure. Anytime I get to do anything in the Virginia scene, I'm always very excited. So thanks for being one of the people, two of the people that have created space for that for everybody. Thanks. Well, Thank you. in just a little bit, we are going to do the nightlife news. And of course, we're going to have more time in just a moment with our other guest, obviously Ausgang. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to hear a song out of the Southeast Virginia scene, Saved for Summer, by Searsky, as provided by DJ Astral Eyes from the Witching Hour in Williamsburg, Virginia. It's going to be great, so see you on the other side!
Rare Rose Botanicals on Etsy would like to provide you spa quality products using nature's purest ingredients. Allow the complexities of ancient beauty baths inspired by global royalty traditions or the simplicity of nature's healing concoctions to nourish your body and soul. Indulge yourself. Find Rare Rose Botanicals on Etsy and acquire your own enchanted bathing experience. Does your outfit or your home need that unique gothic touch? What we like to call gothique? Then visit gothly.co, an online store specializing in gothic home decor and fashion accessories at a great price. We also carry one-of-a-kind items created by local artists that will definitely make you stand out. Visit gothly.co. We are unique. We are goth. We are gothique. That's gothly.co. We hope you visit us soon. Ah, hello, Max from Ausgang. How are you holding up? Hi, with your... Hi. How are you holding up with your hanging garden experience? I'm absolutely loving it. It's fantastic. It's a great experience, and uh, it's a pleasure rapping with you. Really cool. Thank you. Actually, it's been really cool talking to you, too. Uh, I, I have a big question for you. Are you ready for the big question? I think so. I hope so. Oh, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> the trepidation feeds me. It nourishes me. Uh, here it is. Do you like songs about trucks in America? Sung in an unbelievably exaggerated twang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, didn't see that coming. How about... <laughs> How about idiotic music consisting only of underdressed teenagers gesturing at the audience? Yeah! Yeah! Or an American classic. I mean, we do it best. Just listen to someone screaming. Screaming. Screaming! In an echo chamber about news that isn't even real! No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, I'm not super keen on this stuff either. Which is fascinating because all of that and more just like it is waiting for you right now on mainstream radio. Or, instead of letting commercial interests dictate what you can and cannot hear, you can support real independent community radio by going to bff.fm slash donate. You can donate to your favorite show on this station. And I, I, I bet yours is the Hanging Garden Radio Show, huh? <laughs> well, maybe not. But... <laughs> Mine is, uh, but it could be for any show you like. I love you so much right now. Uh, it could be for any show you like. It can be my stinky ass brother's show, House of Love, which comes on every Thursday afternoon from two to four p.m. Pacific time. Just like this show, it airs live. House of Love. There, got that in. Uh, it could be. It can be uh, for them. They do the most amazing stuff every week. They play a different kind of music and they really delve into it that's like truly different. It's really fun. And like this show, if you don't catch it live on the station, you can catch it as a podcast anytime you like. You can donate to any show you like or even the station collectively as a whole. BFF.FM slash donate. If you want it to be for us, just make a little note that it's for the Hanging Garden. The most important thing about this, I tell you every week, and I'm going to tell you right now because it is that important. Radio only happens because people listen to us. If you weren't listening, we wouldn't be here. So just by you listening to me 
uh, shove my hand through your radio speakers and into your wallet and try to extract a dollar or two, you are already <laughs> supporting us. So thank you. Seriously, thank you for letting us do this with you. Thank you. Uh, if you want to do even more and can in these crazy economic times, bff.fm slash donate. And if you can't, thank you just the same. And, you know, if the worst happens and we go away and, you know, run out of money and all that, well, I mean, you always have those other fine radio options I mentioned. I'm sure you'll be fine with those, right? They're just as good, huh? All past episodes of the Hanging Garden Radio Show are available for you to listen to anytime. Just go to bff.fm, find the show's page, click on Tuesday, and you'll find us right there waiting to be binged on. Now back to Owen for this week's event calendar. Oh man, <laughs> don't mind if I do. What a wonderful week. Oh, yeah. It is going to be just overflowing to get you going with what they're throwing in the mind-blowing Northern California dark music scene. As I always tell you, each of our hollowed homes hosting horrific happiness has its own ways of meeting the challenges of life here in the 2020s. So, it is wise to foresee a idea to be ready to encase your face to embrace the space and to have what proof might be required for any protection by injection inspection. Of course, since many of these appealing auditory affairs also assemble internetally, you can also join the party with us regardless of any uncooperative geography that there may be. So, with that said, let's do the nightlife news and let's keep you in the know about what all is happening here in Northern California's jaw-dropping dark music community. Your cool calendar containing consistently compelling clamor and camaraderie kicks off tonight at San Francisco's Maison de Musique Magnifique marked F8 with the Joy Divisionally Named, or Brosily Named if you prefer, Interzone. This freakishly fun function features DJ's Hex Embrace, Visk, and just for tonight, DJ Van Helsing, deftly dispensing delicious dark doings for dance, specifically Goth, EBM, Industrial, Dark Wave, Witch House, Dark Electro, and more. Free all night tonight. There is a genre-busting bash besieging the Riptide in San Francisco tomorrow that promises you, and I quote, a night of vatos and vampires called Cumbia Dark. DJs Chaos and, Li and yes, Lizzie Altoke, I had to make sure I was reading that right, evoke a daringly diverse dissipation, diligently delivering everything from post-punk post to rock and espanol to psychedelic cumbia to goth to Suldis and so much more at this night that you know you can really sink your teeth into. That is free all night. There is a lovely live lineup livening up Sacramento's Cafe Colonial this Thursday. Toiling midgets labor lavish leavings of 90s alternative inspired post-punk. Plus goth rockers cult strange drop the dark along with spacey death rockers cult of helios dj chat noir completes this all ages experience and if that all sounds good to you you will have a chance to enjoy it all again the following day when toiling midgets cult strange and cult of helios are empowered to shower the dower at bottom of the hill in san francisco friday 
This one is for aural adventurers above 21. Not far from there, pearly dewdrops drop. Yes, pearly dewdrops drop on San Francisco's Cat Club this Friday when Dancing Ghosts haunts the house with its annual cocktail fest. DJs Joe Radio and Chat Noir are your spangle makers in the back room as they wax and wane through 80s and 90s shoegaze, ethereal, dark wave, and dream pop. But if you totally love Guthrie, Fraser, and Raymond, you are going to go completely head over heels when DJs Sage and Xander fill the front room floor with the Cocteau Twins trademark fluffy tufts open to close. The well-loved favorites and the deeper cuts, plus the side projects and the covers. We're talking five hours here, non-stop, no repeats, all the songs you treasure. Plus, some lucky someone will have the ice blink luck to win free tickets to see Soft Cell later this month. Add that to your four calendar, huh? Whether by road, river, or rail, I know many of us will definitely want to be there for this night of cherry-colored funk. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot of puns. But lo and behold, oh, here they come again. The Great American Music Hall will fashion something this weekend that fans of the Thin White Duke are going to feel is just hunky-dory. My words are insufficient here, so I'm just going to use their own. I'm quoting. The first church of the sacred silver sexual is the world's only worship band devoted to the teachings of David Bowie. This Church of Bowie has held services in San Francisco since 2011, with yearly Bowie birthday bashes going back to 2012. A 2013 SF Bay Guardian Best of the Bay editor's pick, the church has taken their cover cult on the road, spreading the good news that Bowie loves you to Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, and New Orleans. The first church is composed of a bevy of incredibly talented musicians from local acts like Midtown Social, Cat Robinshout, and Scary Little Friends. This musical powerhouse is joined on stage by the finest in drag and burlesque performances for an over-the-top, sparkly spectacle. This summer, the Silver Sexuals will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders and Mars, Spiders from Mars, excuse me, by performing the seminal album front to back with an encore set that draws from the greatest hits and b-sides of Bowie's unparalleled career at the legendary Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. I couldn't have written that better myself. And I didn't. Uh, <laughs> they will be loving the alien. Oh, we're back to my writing. Both Friday and Saturday. And we'll get it on, if you will, with T-Rex tribute Church of Hot Love as the opener. Tickets to this magic dance can be acquired for each performance individually or as a two-day pass. And the shows are open to all ages. So feel free to bring your young Americans to this event that's going to be wild as the wind. But, uh-oh, hand in glove with that, there's another big tribute show that might just be louder than bombs this Saturday evening coming to San Francisco. This one at the chapel. I suspect you already know where I'm going with this. This charming band will find themselves in the golden lights of the stage as they sing your life, or more accurately, sing the life of the Smiths and Morrissey, a.k.a. the boy with the thorn in his side. With them... <laughs> 
Blood Flowers will sing their love song to the primary work of The Cure, and Parka Life leisurely bang out the music of Blur. This is an all-hitches show, so the bigger girls can attend alongside their bigger mothers. I think you know what I'm saying here. I really hope you get that joke because it sounded just awful. Uh, across, the, across the thin sheet of water that fills our area's middle, industrial synthwave futurist Carpenter Brute will ignite, incite, and delight the night all right at Berkeley's UC Theater this Saturday. This is an all-ages event. Over in the biggest little goth scene in the world, Reno will be doubling down on black. When the 13th hour strikes the Alturas bar this Saturday, DJs Pelican, Dreamy Goth, and Dr. Dilworth invite you to dance in the dark to goth, industrial synth, and deathcore. When it comes to the Reno Sino, a good time is always in the cards. Sunday has a lot to offer with something happening in just about every corner of Northern California. Starting back on the California side, Nevada City, that's confusing. Nevada City, California, not Nevada. Uh, there is a cool show guaranteed to energize your Sunday at Ribald Brewing. Killer Couture, whose muse choose to fuse industrial with post-punk, excuse me, yeah, industrial with post-punk and punk, will be playing with more straight-ahead hardcore punk of Slutsville, all ages welcome. Moving out of the foothills and into the valley, Sacramento will be making magnificent macabre movement on the dance floor when Club Absolution renders resplendent revelry at On The Y. DJs Keys and Carney Robber advance your chance to dance, ready to frighten and delighten in the night in an intoxicating array of goth, EBM, industrial, dark wave, dark electro, and more. Better bring your dancing shoes, because you are going to need them. Over in the Bay, gloom will bloom in the room at the chapel in San Francisco this Sunday. Premium post-punk permeates the place when the Bellwether Syndicate engage the stage. Then comes goth rock goodness with Then Comes Silence, plus decadent and deft death rock dispensation done by Alter DeFay. DJ Ms. Marco is the perfect songs songsmith for this impressive and all-ages bill. But there's action in the South Bay, too, this Sunday, when the Silicon Suburbs, known for inventing the future, at last hold fast to the past as retro-wave specialists dance with the dead and Lord Nikon drop the dance we were all promised from the, the, from the stage of the Ritz in San Jose. The future is finally here, and it is fabulous. And still further south, south of the South Bay, where the trees meet the seas. If it's Sunday, it's that time for the box to take over the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz. This one is going to be really cool, too, because, <laughs> well, especially you got them big old eyes for the style and aesthetic of film noir, see? All you's dames and joes are going to want to get with the gusto, if you know what I mean, looking like a million bucks like they did back in the old days. Extend the glad hand and cut a rug to criminal amount of industrial, goth, synth, electro, dark, and more. Obviously inspired, prior attire is desired, but not required. That said, who among us doesn't enjoy seeing a private dick when they go out, am I right? See? Oh man, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> and, as always... The box is always a good time and always free all night. Finally, though, 
last, but by no means least, there's Death Guild! Every week for the last 29 years, these Dark Souls have kept the San Francisco scene moving all through the night. It all happens at the DNA Lounge, where upstairs DJs Sage and Bit give you just the right balance of goth, post-punk, dark wave, and more, while downstairs, DJs Joe Radio, Decay, and Melting Girl do not disappoint, delivering lots of awesome industrial, EBM, and synth, and after a night of great dancing and drinks, you damn well know there is nothing better than a piece of some of the best pizza in town oh man max we have one hell of a scene in northern california huh it sounds like it yeah i'm just gobsmacked it's uh, just i wish i was there i don't blame you i mean like when i'm not here i wish i was here it's <laughs> like it's it's unbelievable just how much is going yeah. on around here. Uh, sure, yeah. What does what does Ausgang have coming up? What's going on with you guys? Well, as compared to uh, that uh, amazing array of entertainment, very little. But <laughs> what we do have, what we do have in the next month, uh, I, I can't put an exact date on this yet. But we've got uh, our new vinyl album coming out, which is, although it's new. It's uh, basically rarities and demos from back in the day that never saw the light of day. Uh, and the album is called This Was Our Downfall, and it's on Batcave Productions. And you can pre-order uh, that album now. Uh, connected with those guys, they're based in Poland. We're going to be headlining um, a festival over there called Return to the Batcave on October 8. And that two days uh, before we're doing a warm-up show in london uh so that's october 6 at the water rats and uh, we're going to be supported by the healthy junkies and the go-go cult it's going to be quite a show we haven't played in the uk for a long time we tend to just uh play abroad um so this is a bit special for us um but um yeah there are there are rumblings of other things in the states in the rest of europe but uh yet to be confirmed Wow, watch this space, right? You bet, you bet. Oh man, I, I wanna get back to the music of Ausgang because it's so good. I could talk to you forever, but I really wanna play some of the music. Uh, sure. as, as I understand it, we have a world premiere song about to happen. Wanna talk about it? Yeah, you do. Yeah, literally, uh, we just finished this uh, and um, we're just so knocked out by it. Uh, and uh, we just figured the timing was right. You you invited me to uh, have a chat with you and we just thought, uh, wouldn't it be nice to kind of have you um, play for the first time anywhere um, and before it goes up on Bandcamp as a standalone track. Uh, it's called Resurrection Man. Uh, and basically, it's a song about those really, really dark guys, those grave diggers from a couple of hundred years ago who basically would find you a body if you needed one to work on in your uh, nefarious ways. Uh, so, you know, there'd be some surgeon or or there'd be some uh, doctor who needed to uh, experiment in some kind of Dr. Frankenstein style, but they needed a body. The resurrection man... Oh my their God. go to. This is yeah. awesome. 
This is absolutely <laughs> awesome. Well, let's do it. Let's show everyone for the very first time Oskang's brand new song, Resurrection Man, on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. My name is Owen. Stay with us. It is going to be awesome.
No! Already? I'm not ready to go! Alright, alright. I can feel myself being sucked back into the void, but I'm not going quietly. I don't do anything quietly. <laughs> that last song, Nemesis by Shriekback, that was a request out of Tennessee. Delighted to do that. Thank you for that. And we opened that short set with a brand new track by our guest today, Ausgang, the song Resurrection Man. Oh man, Max, thank you so much for being on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Where do we find you? Where do we found, uh, find Ausgang? How do we follow you? Like, how do we thank keep you. up with thank, you? 
Yeah, thanks very much for that. So all our uh, new music and uh, some of our old demos can be found on Bandcamp. And that's perhaps confusingly ausgang-kabuki dot bandcamp.com uh, kabuki because there's a lot of uh, kabuki material there uh, you can find ausgang on facebook you can find ausgang on twitter if you put 007 after the ausgang and on uh, once again on uh, instagram you can uh, find ausgang hyphen kabuki um, so yeah that's where you'll find us and we'll always return messages we're very personable people and Owen much for uh, giving us some of your time thank you so much Max oh man if you're looking for me best thing you can do is buy a ticket and pack your bags because uh, on the third Friday of next month I believe that is September 16th I'm going to be DJing at Goth on the Mountain, the big music festival that is at uh, Magic Mountain in Los Angeles. Live music will include Assemblage 23 and, um, and, and London After Midnight, as well as Male Tears and Glass Spells. DJs will have us dancing from all over the country, including me. And the whole park is open, all the rides and everything, but only to those of us that are there for the music festival. A whole amusement park just for us goths. So, yep, Goth on the Mountain in Los Angeles. Buy a ticket. That is going to be amazing. You will also find me right here next week on the Hanging Garden Radio Show, or you will find me just waiting for you to send me messages on Facebook. A lot of the music requests come to me as private messenger Facebook texts. So please keep sending me that music over my four Facebook accounts. Owen Owington Owensford. You heard me right. Add me, say hi, and let me play you music. Until next time, I just want to thank Max Ausgang. I want to thank Little Rose and, and Astralize, the DJs from the Witching Hour in Williamsburg, Virginia. I want to thank the donors. Thank you. We are only here because you let us be. Until next Tuesday, stay safe, stay sane, and stay together. And stay tuned on BFF.FM, because, frankly, you never know what will happen next. Goodbye, everybody! <laughs> See ya! The Hanging Garden Radio Show is brought to you by Owen and listeners like you, who help us keep the show on the air every month. If you would like to contribute, go to bff.fm slash donate today and make sure to make a note that your donation is for us. I'm Davey Bones, the founder of The Hanging Garden. Thanks for listening and we will see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on bff.fm for another episode of The Hanging Garden Radio Show.